0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Spanish for Kittos podcast, where you can listen to fun bilingual stories and more. My name is Barbara, I'm the owner of Spanish, Spanish for Kittos and your host for today's show. And today I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Kara from Core for Parenting, and she's going to talk about language development and all the good stuff that you can do in regards to helping your kiddos express their feelings and learn more about that. So I hope you enjoy the show today. Barbara and I am the host for today's Spanish for Kiddos podcast and today I have a great privilege to talk to Kara from Core for Parenting. Welcome Kara.
1: Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to talk language with you.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's begin with um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and about Core Core for Parenting and what's your mission for parents and families?
1: Yeah. So I am a lover of littles. I have been since I came into this world. And so I've spent my entire career um, as a babysitter, then a nanny. And then I went and got my education in early childhood master's degree in education and i did a double major in american sign language in linguistics so i bring to caregiving and i bring to parenting this really this intentionality around the words we use the way we talk the impact of our language with our little people and how that helps them develop um, and so recently when COVID hit i decided you know it's time to take this to the world. So this methodology has been a long time coming, but Core 4 Parenting is a relatively new company. We're 18 months in. And our mission is to empower parents to be their child's best first teacher from birth.
0: That's wonderful. I love how you how you took this linguistic approach and you just want to bring it to just even the youngest um, students, if you will, um, as far, how young do, do your program start? Birth. Oh, okay. So as soon as they're like a few days old, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, I, so at Core 4 Parenting, we, we have a really unique blend of what we call parenting personal development, which actually starts even before the baby's born, just really helping new moms and dads, Understand the journey that they are about to undertake and get themselves mentally ready and get their space ready. Um, And then, as far as the direct instruction and our courses and the education piece, early cognition really kicks in for little people around three months old.
0: That's right.
1: Absolutely. That fourth trimester is baby o'clock around the clock. And that's why we help people set up their mindset and their perspective and their physical space so they can survive those first three months.
0: Absolutely. And what are some of the things that you focus on? Um, Do you focus more on like uh, one syllables or do you focus on certain phrases? What do you do in that time?
1: When they're little, you mean? Yes. Actually, um, we are...
0: The Core 4 methodology teaches
1: parents to speak to their kids in full sentences, to engage with them in a narrative way. So we are talking to them and building their lexicon during that receptive language development that starts at three months old and goes all the way up through five years old. And the first three years are very invisible. Right? The, we are being their brain architect, their language architect, um, but we're not getting anything back. And so I, I talk about it as being mm. kind of the cogs of the machine yeah. and point at the invisible learning years because it's so important that we understand what's happening inside our little people's brains, right. even yeah. before they
0: can talk back to us. And, and that brings me to the next point. That's a great point to, to talk about. is of course, you talked about the tips for language development. So that also brings us because they're trying to express themselves, right? And especially for bilingual students, and in that sort of aspect, you know, they're trying to learn to language sometimes at home. And what are some of social emotional skills that they should be working at this stage?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent point. And oh, man, there's so much to it. The first mm-hmm. thing I want to say is, Um, Whether you have a bilingual home or not, introducing um, some signs, American signs, with really intentional usage um, is going to bridge that gap. Because the receptive language period is a developmental phase, but then there really is a time gap when you have a one-year-old who can't talk to you yet. But right. their brain is having these complicated thoughts and ideas and they want to communicate with you. So give them the skills because you can their hands and their physical growth motor and their body development motor mm-hmm. skills are ready to, to you, are fully ready to go long before their tongue and their articulation and their ability to create phonemes and speech that makes sense to you. Give them a voice through their hands. So that's something I believe very strongly and clearly I have a degree in it. So that's a, a big deal to me. As far as the emotional component is concerned, which is what you asked about, you can start talking emotional language and setting your kids up for really strong emotional regulation skills at three months old. Use the narrating language to speak to them. You are very upset right now. I can see Mm -hmm. it. Your body is upset. You're crying. Something isn't right, and I'm going to help you solve it. And then as you are struggling, because we all do, make sure you narrate your own emotions. I am so tired right now. It is making me feel kind of frustrated. I'm doing the best I know how, and we'll solve this together talk to your kids about how you're feeling it matters and they will learn that it's okay to understand and talk about their own emotions too
0: oh absolutely i love that i love that you brought that up because uh, you know american sign language is just it, it broadens so many aspects not just only for For bilingual students or non bilingual, like you mentioned, but also for um, students or or children that have a difficult expressing themselves, not necessarily maybe a a language uh, barrier or maybe just a special needs, but in order for them to to help them just develop those feelings as they're communicating. I love that. Um, Are there some pointers? Is there anything parents can use as far as ASL? Um, There's some charts. Um, How can they get started? Is that something that you do as well?
1: It is actually. Yeah, we have a course and it's called Sign to Speak. And it's 21 signs over 30 days. You learn Mm -hmm. one a day and incorporate it into your natural daily life at home. And then Mm -hmm. the curriculum spirals up. And so by the end of the month, you have a very strong lexicon. And Mm -hmm. I created it in such a way that the The signs are grouped in categories. So there's seven signs in the basic need category, the things we do all the time. There's seven signs in the needs, wants, and desires category. There's seven signs in the health, hygiene, and safety category. And honestly, these 21 signs are the words that you are saying to your child all day and Uh. all night. And so it just kind of slips in there naturally. uh, And people are finding it to be a very
0: empowering program. And it is so helpful because as as kiddos begin to enter preschool, for instance, or kindergarten, they already have that, um, I would say, foundation that they're able to express, especially when they're trying to, (laughs) you know, share a toy sometimes, not share a toy or certain things there that that could be uh, a little intense there. So I think they're already prepared with this type of foundation, if you will. So I really love that. And in regards to that, um, how soon can parents implement this? And I think you talked a little bit about that. Do you want to expand a little bit more on self-aware of those emotions?
1: Sure, absolutely. So one thing I really want to caution parents, because it's just so easy for us to fall into there's two emotions end of story, right? Mm-hmm. You're happy or you're sad. Your right. kids are way more than happy and sad. They have lots more feelings and emotions than that, just like we do. Um, and so, make sure that you are addressing all of those potential feelings, um, and as far as when you can start, you just start right away right away there's you don 't have to wait for any particular space and time because they are ready, whether it looks like it or not here 's the thing, and i it 's so fascinating to me that this is well known information in the education space, but it's not well-known education information in the parenting space. 85% of your baby's brain growth and their ability to set a foundational skill set in social, emotional, interpersonal, physical body control, and early cognition skills is done
0: by five. Yeah, yeah. And, and and yeah, and absolutely, you're right about that. And the more parents are involved in those first few years, it's just so important because it it sets up uh, the kiddos for for the learning, for school, for work, and everything else they're going to do. Absolutely.
1: Yes, and so that really is our big mission here
0: at Core Four. We. We cultivate
1: the core four connectors between parent and child to make sure that that is a really strong, healthy, foundational relationship, a good bond. And then parents are more available, because you're not dealing with daily struggles as much as usual, to learn when to recognize opportunities to help support their child's skill development in those four readiness areas. And they find that they have a child that goes on to find great success in school and life, large group settings, small group settings, because they can Mm -hmm. navigate all of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because in the classroom, you bring a good point in the classroom, there are some kids who just don't know about their feelings or they don't know how to communicate, especially at such a young age, as far as three years old they mm-hmm. just don't know how to express some emotions. So that is a good point that you bring as far as that. And what what could parents do as far as when they're reading to their kiddos? Is there something should they use also sign language, uh, as you mentioned, or use some other strategies to to develop those social emotional skills?
1: I love this question so much. Absolutely, you can keep incorporating the signs as you're reading. But The other thing that I really love watching parents do is going off the book. So Mm -hmm. you have a book and it's short and, you know, there's limited language in it. Stop on each page, point to the characters in the book and say, wow, it looks like this bear is really having a hard time understanding how to share this toy with this bunny.
0: I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Just bring out those uh, interactions, those communications between uh, parents and children. And I think that's really important because I I don't think we spend that much time reading aloud to our kiddos. Um, we, We do it at the beginning of their stage. And I think reading aloud just brings so much, just not only communication and bonding, but it's just so much expression and and so much things that, that they can learn from you as well. I love that.
1: And it also has a direct effect on their ability to master reading. Kids who are read five small books a day. I mean, it's like a 10-minute 10 10 minute investment of time. Five yeah. small books a day between birth and five. They go to kindergarten, and they have that lexicon. And their third-grade reading
0: scores reflect
1: it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And especially, of course, and I'm going to throw that out there, especially if it's, you know, bilingual books in English and Spanish, of course, that's mm-hmm. always good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I-, I love what you were doing with your sleep soothing system. Can you tell us a little bit of what is that all about? And what are some strategies about that?
1: Absolutely. So our sleep soothing system, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not a sleep training program. Okay. It's, not, it's not a cry it out methodology. Uh-huh. It right. is a very intentional use of routine, structure, repetition, and language uh-huh. to teach our little babies when they're ready because they have to be at least 12 to 14 weeks before they can make those connections of cause and effect. Uh-huh. But Our goal is to, and it's working so well, to teach these little people how to self-soothe in the Mm. most base sense. Um, You walk around, you talk to people about self-soothing, and they say, oh, that means that they sleep all night, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) What it means is that they feel safe enough in their own space that they have the ability to fall asleep by themselves and eventually fall back to sleep by themselves. And it's the first life skill that you can give as a gift to your child. And it informs the development of all the rest of those self skills. Yeah, right? Uh, self soothing, yeah, uh, self independence, self play. Um, it's really an emotional regulation
0: foundation.
1: And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful gift to give to your child. I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes they're it's hard those those first few few weeks or those first few months when a baby's trying to figure out the world around them of course and sleep is one of those not just for the baby for, for the <laughs> parent too right yes yeah I had um, a
1: beautiful message yesterday from a dad who just completed the system and he's his daughter is three months and two weeks old and he said he couldn't believe it only took eight days with very limited crying and Mm -hmm. he felt so empowered and connected to his daughter that this was a gift that he gave her he's like this is the first proud moment i've had as a dad yeah (laughs) right for
0: him yeah it it, it, probably yeah more for the parent right (laughs) because i can function without too much coffee right Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah I, i can see that absolutely Well, thank you so much, Kara. I love having you today. This has been a wonderful, wonderful interview. Can you tell us a little bit more how listeners can learn more about you?
1: Absolutely. So we are at Core4, the number four, parenting.com. You can look us up on Instagram and Facebook with that same handle, Core4Parenting. And um, if you'd like to know more about me and my background and what brought me here, I'm also on LinkedIn I'll also just share that what we have created is a virtual village, right? We believe that parents need each other and they need us and we all have to be in this together. So we have cultivated an online community. We call it our virtual village and our courses are found inside the village as well as monthly themes and topics and events and live Q and A's. Our goal is to meet you where you are and then help you feel empowered and engaged and the and have the skills that you need to stay one step ahead of your child as they
0: go towards major developmental leaps. I love it. Okay, great. Thank you so much. And of course, I'll include all these contact information to how you get in touch with Kara and learn more about her virtual village at core for Parenting. And thank you so much, Kara. I re- so much for joining me today for another episode of the Spanish for Kitos podcast and I hope you learned something new from Kira at Corp for Parenting. You can either find more information about our interview today at our Spanish blog as well as other fun strategies and bilingual stories in English or Spanish. Join me next time as I read another fun story in English or Spanish or have a special guest that can, you can learn more about language development, bilingual education or more. Thank you so much for listening to the Spanish Podcast and have a great day, everyone.